previously on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. The abandoned camp I've just found is enough to keep the party up at night. Well, maybe we should at least go check his camp before we write this off as a loss. But as we do, it quickly becomes obvious. Stone Brother, you there? Whoever was here left in a hurry. Too much so to even get his mount in goat. Easy there, friend. You look like you've had a long day. Reading psychic impressions left around the camp, we confirm a very long day. Two white wolves with piercing blue eyes breach from the darkness. One immediately sets upon the goat, tearing a fleshy bite out of its leg, splattering that blood that you see on the ground. But more importantly, we learn who attacked him and the senseless reason for it. This is no longer your mountain dwarf. Blend. Die. Frost Nepal. And most importantly, we catch the goat's name. And Flint can put her at ease far better now than just speaking dwarvish. Jalathardus, Brunhilda. Dogiachter Ebit Odvar. With the Legionnaire's shield and mount secured, but no idea where their owner may be, with Frost Knuckle hunting down and exterminating dwarves for their mountainous territory, and the dead joining forces with the most ruthless armies in the world, Rel is in more danger than it's ever been under the shattered sky. Welcome back, you dirty little sluts, to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. My name is Ludwig von Zeppa, and I'm here to take you on quite a journey. But first, the spanking will commence. Yes. Oh, yes, we've uh, replaced all the other players and are now going to (laughs) play for them. That is correct. (laughs) We are international episode. How do I do Flint's Scottish accent through a German accent? That would be an interesting Scottish. Is that what German that was? A German accent? accent? Right. How are you guys doing today? Good. Ready Good. to play some PF2E? Yeah, it's hot. It got hot like over 20 minutes, I feel like. But, you know. Yes. Pants are off. I'm feeling good. I'm all full of ice cream. This is one of the very few Pathfinder or tabletop RPG podcasts that oftentimes does not include pants. Yeah, I would say that more That's often than for sure. Yeah. yeah, I am wearing shorts, so... How do I'm you know that shorts. others don't? <laughs> Are shorts not pants? No. There's a subset of pants. Yeah, they're, sh- they're short pants. pants. Or are pants well, a type of shorts? Jean shorts are called shorts. <laughs> and then why are not like pants. they called hot pants if they're like booty shorts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- I think that's... I'm pretty sure like pants are just an overarching blanket object of like something that goes on the lower half of your body. Hey, listen, you would that include underwear? Your dungeon master underwear deciding pants. things in your game, but not in the real world. <laughs> I what does that mean? Like my horizons. Does that mean like a kilt is pants? I would yeah. say or a skirt. kilt is, or is it a yeah? That's it, a type. It of is pants. a pant. Okay. What about a skirt? You, maybe pants it's would be a. like two legged. <laughs> I, I don't agree. Pant. With you on this at all. I think pants so are just pants and that's it. Pant, pants are just two legged kilts, is what you're saying. It's like two kilts. <laughs> pants definition. Oh my goodness. I didn't know. Uh, tr- it says trousers. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. That's perfect. All right. Trousers <laughs> definition. 
pants. Pants. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think we have it. broken the matrix. <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of dudes like handling your simulation. Like, I don't know. I didn't think you would look up what the definition of pants are. Who does that? Are. Everybody knows what pants are. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic uh yeah this is how like brain aneurysms happen or like spontaneous <laughs> combustion they're just like hit the escape not about pants too hard <laughs> well speaking of pants let's get right let's throw our fantasies our pa- on <laughs> and uh no. jump back into our uh pantless helm that we found yeah, the the helm is certainly not pants, and we can all. Agree it's also certainly that. it's also certainly not cursed. One's gonna put it on immediately, and swear his allegiance to it. Excellent. <laughs> no, uh, well, actually, I had this question off air, but I wanted to ask it on air, dude, just to clarify. Um, so yeah, after Flint's kind of like, after Flint's secured the you know perimeter of this room and is pretty sure there's no threat here, he's gonna sheathe his short sword and um approach this helm. And the question that I had was that uh, between, because the legionnaires, I believe, were mountain dwarves and Flint was a hill dwarf or is a hill dwarf. Um, but the written language is the same, right? That is correct. Um, okay. I imagine the language, it would sort of be similar to the difference between like English, English, in, or like England, in, English, British English, rather, and American English. So American one and the wrong one. Got it. Correct. I'll let you decide which is which. I just said American. Which, I meant on which, the dwarf spectrum of it. Oh, which sure. dwarves have a base ten number system and which have a <laughs> base fucking eight or two, four, whatever? They, they, they burrowed kilometers under the mountain. <laughs> yeah. So approaching this this helmet, uh, and like kind of like looking over these runes and stuff. Do the do they mean anything? Flint. Yes, of course they do, Flint. How dare you ask me that? <laughs> it is a warning inscribed hastily on a table with likely a dagger or chisel of some sort. It says, Refugee, do not follow the old king's road. Orcs, giants, turn south, seek old Dean, or hmm. turn north, bronze hammer. Use helm for entry. And you have this beautiful plate helm right in front of you. It's got this backside that comes out to a curve that almost stretches out over the shoulders with a bronze rimmed cap on it studded with spikes going down a row across the scalp, and a bronze mask that is meant to intimidate foes. And of course you know this to be a legionnaire's mask. Okay. Um, I mean, giving it a quick ocular, you know, assessment, make sure it's not trapped or anything, uh, Flint will pick it up. Okay. Give me a perception check. Alright. And Flint's up there by himself, right? At this point, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, 32. 32. Excellent. You don't get the sense it's trapped. It's not hooked up to anything. You ponder over it for moments and don't believe there's any magic on it, and you pick it up. 
Examining the helmet, you find engravings on the inside, more dwarvish runes. And it says, King Shattershield, I am being hunted. I failed you. And as far as uh, King Shattershield is the king of the mountain dwarves? King of Bronzehammer. Bronzehammer. Is Bronzehammer, is that Brunsholt? Brunsholt, yes. That is okay, the I, native I, tongue. Yeah. Okay, got it. And yeah, that is the one in the mountains, obviously. Correct. Um, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think if Groth is still standing uh, down at the base of the... Um, at the base, so you just came into the history of dwarven kind <laughs> document. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, if Groth is still standing at the base of the ladder, uh, I think maybe like just uh, uh, this bronze helmet just kind of drops down into your hands from the uh, um, from the trap door up a, up top. Beautiful scrap, sir. Crumples it up like it. So stuffs it in the eats it. <laughs> Oh god, it tastes terrible. Why did you make me do this? <laughs> uh, yeah, Flintle just kind of yelled. Flintle <laughs> yelled down. Uh, I believe that also came from the uh, the man that were. Or, I believe that came from the same man who left the shield. Oh. Just give me the chance to get a new psychometric resonance. <laughs> Most likely from after aforementioned events. Or perhaps huh. before. Actually, I mean, is there any way to kind of get an idea? Like, this is a pretty old building, obviously. Does it look like there's been signs of disturbance, like, more recently, obviously, if there was somebody up here? I mean, the obvious is the curve or carving of the mm. um, runes into the wood. It's probably empty tankards, maybe dirty dishes that are kind of frozen over from from the cold. Is there any way to tell if this was before or after the encampment was made? Uh, that would require, I would say, either a nature or survival roll. Okay. We'll do a survival. Okay. 28. I'm rolling better. 28. Yeah, I think you get the sense, piecing this all together, it looks a little bit older than the camp, but it looks like somebody was here for uh, several days, and get the sense this might have been the place he was at beforehand if this okay. is the same dwarf but a, a legionnaire especially outside of you know the city is rare yeah it's probably definitely yeah a little more than a coincidence <laughs> um yeah flint will relay that <clears throat> back down to groth and anybody else who's listening yeah i think he was here probably beforehand and then moved on to the camp And then after, you know, kind of looking around, making sure there's nothing else we can use up here. Uh, is there anything else we can use that's stashed up here? Unfortunately not. There is some frozen water potentially for you guys to melt and drink. There's a whole shitload of that outside, too, though, so I think we're probably okay. That's true. Um, yeah. But oh, you yeah. said melted. Yeah. It, uh, um, it, it, this does seem, however, like a great place to rest for the evening. Right. And yeah, I guess on that note, too, uh, is there... Any viewports up here? I can look around. Yeah, there's a couple arrow slits you could look out of. Chill wind blowing in through them. Okay. I think um, also at some point, too, uh, Flint would have tied off a length of rope or something and dropped down through the uh, trap door if anybody else wants to come up here. Um, and the, hel the helm is now down here or not yet? Groth has it. It is, yeah. 
Okay. Because I really want to be... I've been just trying to really pay attention to my little abilities and things, so I really want to be able to use one or two, maybe. Okay. On what this. So I have oddity identification, and I also have quick identification, so um, identifying magic. Magical properties. Yeah, and it'll take a minute because it's quick identification okay. instead of 10 minutes, um, okay. which doesn't really matter right now, but it's cool, so I'll do it. And then um, the oddity is you have a sense for spells that twist minds or reveal secrets. You gain plus two circumstance bonus to occultism checks to identify magic with the mental possession prediction or scrying to reach, which I don't know if that's relevant, but you do, if I want to see. So... Okay, with the scrying traits, you say? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and uh, give me a... You said a, a occultism roll? Um, or was it a any any roll that's going to be... Plus two circumstance bonus for occultism, occultism checks. Okay. To identify the scrying or mental traits. To identify magic with the mental possession prediction or scrying traits, yeah. Okay, give me a roll. So plus two circumstance, I forget how that works. Just a plus two to your roll. Okay. And I don't think you have another circumstance bonus, so it shouldn't conflict with anything. Okay, so that's 25. 25, okay. Give me one second. Can I use both of these abilities, these feats, to be able to kind of just really figure out what's going on with this? I mean, one of them just allows you to sort of do it a lot quicker correct? I mean, one is just identifying magic, and then the other one is, like, identify specific, more specific magic, I guess, so it doesn't, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Okay. The main thing would be that the plus two would only apply to if it's those specific magics. Mm-hmm. Right. So it'd be a 23 normal magic, and then a 25 with those specific ones. Okay. Give me one second. I just gotta look up something that I can't tell you. Well, I and hope it's relevant. I find out something really cool with a feat that I get to use. While that's going on, um, since Groth got pulled away from making the files, she'll kind of pick up the pieces he had and start working on that. Start working on what? I'm sorry? Finishing the fire. Okay. Excellent. What was the answer to the ration, rice ration question? Was there one? You did not ask it on air. Oh. I didn't ask it at all, actually. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, I'm sure. Yeah, just give me <laughs> a second here, please. No, I have more questions. I also want to know, like, how many rations we can get from frozen meat and... <laughs> and this goat. And did it thaw? Okay, so with a 25 occultism roll, you do identify this helmet to be magical because of its mental effects you do get that bonus from your check this is a what is known as a dread helm this and once you figure this out you can examine it and kind of find how, out how this works a little bit easier this faceplate um, has a cleverly concealed reservoir that can hold what's called dread amp uh I don't know how to say this. Come to think of it. Dread Ampupole. I think that's how you say it. War Dread Worcestershire. 
this like alchemical ampule. Ampule. Yeah, ampule. Yeah. 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 I was trying to figure out if that's what you were trying to say. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I am stupid. This dread amp ampule is a alchemical concoction that you could potentially make, Bo. And it can fit in this reservoir and you can trigger it uh, with a single action and it will grant a bonus to intimidation checks uh, mm. depending on the potency of the ampule. And it also deals mental damage equal to the dread ampule's da uh, splash damage to all creatures within five feet other than you. That's interesting. I did not get all that. You can actually, I believe, add this to your path builder character sheet. Whoever wants to take this. Can you put that description in the Discord? Yeah. It takes an action to activate it, is that what you said? Takes an action to activate it. It takes three actions to load in another dread ampule. And it has one in there already. What else are you guys doing? Flynn was taking a look at the surrounding area from the vantage point up top. Okay. Give me a perception check, Flint. Uh, 30. Okay. This vantage point that you have allows you to see a bit overlooking the forts. You can't see anything more than what you saw when you were closer, but you can see, you know, a small gathering or rather a, a gathering that looks small from your vantage point as well as still smell faintly the hints of that tannery. But this watchtower more so gives you a beautiful view over the giant spires and everything to the south. In fact, f being up here, you sort of figure out this is a sort of legendary south watchtower, a very old, very prestigious watchtower of the dwarves that has been maintained for a long time and, and to your knowledge has never fallen hmm so would this have been in use like up until recently yeah in theory yeah huh. um I put the dread helm in the discord chat okay yeah Flint will kind of like just take in the surrounding area Make sure, you know, there's nobody in the immediate area, too. And then um, probably hop back downstairs. Yeah. Rejoin the others. <laughs> the thing um, is, I think that this helm could be good for Flant or Groth. Except I don't know if we can fit it onto Groth's head with the mask on, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's fair. No, I'm pretty sure that my, my mask... It's like a deal with the devil thing. It, uh, I can never wear headgear other than it because it's it fucking share. antlers and stuff. Yeah. But right. it does mean I don't have to use a hand to hold my my spellcasting focus during combat. So mm. I mean, so I don't know. I kind of made that trade off when I decided that this mask was burned onto his face. It's kind of cool. Um, will this helmet fit Brunhilda? <laughs> Uh, of course. <laughs> I mean, if Flint wants to wear it, I think it makes most sense story-wise. But if you're not feeling it, Kieran does intimidate a lot during battle. I was thinking that because I, I have like a minus one to intimidation, so I don't think Flint should get it. Um. Yeah. So we're like, 
uh, Bo, you kind of relate all that info that you, mm-hmm. you determine. Yeah, you, yeah, I think you said that. Um, yeah, I think uh, Flint will take the helmet back and kind of like bring it over to Brunhilde and sort of like kneel down and like let her sniff it or check it out for a minute. But then, um, uh, yeah, if Kieran wants this, we can do that. I don't, I don't think I need it. As soon as you put it on, Brunhilde hits, like, headbutts you. Brunhilde, like... (laughs) Super intimidating. Morphs into a dire goat. Dire goat. goat. (laughs) I was bitten by a goat in the moonlight. Goat wolf. Goat wolf. Where goat? Where goat? Um, Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, Flint will just, like, set it down on, you know, one of the tables, like, near the fire or something. And, like, if anybody, we don't, we can, we don't have to like have an innate dis- or an inherent discussion about that. If anybody wants it, they can just take it. I think uh, Proth is going to touch it before anybody claims it, though, and he is going to try to get a just any more reading of uh, any more psychometric resonance that he can pick up off of it. Okay. Since and then yeah, always doing that point. Intimate, ownership kind of object. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, Flint at that point too will say it's like well. This clearly isn't doing our friend any good, so if anybody thinks they can make better use of this, by all means, please. Well, uh, it is quite a scary mask. That can sometimes be useful in a fight, if sometimes just to scare them out of the fight. And I think, Groth, as you touch this helmet, you're flashed in this again blurred sort of vision and I think it comes from the perspective of the helmet on the table viewing out to this dwarf hastily carving these runes into the table you see this elaborate trap sort of set up with an open hatch door as uh, a loud crashing comes from down below and the whole tower shakes and you hear maybe even the distant cries of like and he quickly hammers the last bit of the rune into the table, rushes out, grabs his shield, which is the same shield that Bo has, and you can't make out facial features very much, but you do make out dark black hair with a top knot, and he picks up his this beautiful axe, you can even tell that in the vision just based on your attunement with crafting, and goes down the hatch, pulling it beneath him or behind him, rather, and that trap just perfectly sort of set for anybody who tries to put any pressure on it. And the vision ends. Hell yeah. I'm gonna give that uh, that visual description to Flint. I like this resonance thing. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know we're right. doing it wrong. It's cool. A nar- yeah, but they- for a narrative device, it's perfect for you for exposition stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if you needed some justification you could say that this dude was deliberately leaving a trail for somebody to follow there might be more resonance in that just for that reason sure that's kind of where i'm at with it too yeah if if you need an excuse which you fucking don't because you're god (laughs) power ludwig (laughs) von zeppa's back i am god (laughs) submit submit yourself to god submit to personality is up in here (laughs) Looks like uh, looks like our man left in a hurry, but he had a shield with him, so he was heading toward the camp, not away from it when he was here. Yeah, from he what knew I was, he was being hunted to... before he settled down up there. 
from what I was able to determine from what he left behind up there, too. He seemed to have been trying to head north, but ran into trouble. Kept heading south. That's kind of what he was saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, it would seem that this helmet can, is some kind of key. And this is... Wait, was he saying that that's to, to Bronze Hammer? For entry? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Flint would probably already kind of know, or at least have an idea of, like, maybe how this works. Well, let me... Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Flint and Groth, go ahead and give me society checks. I have a plus zero to society, but this is about dwarven culture. Does that make a difference, the fact that Flint's a dwarf? Mm, Not necessarily, and you may discover why, depending on these checks. Sure. I pulled off a 29. Yeah, flat 15. Okay. With 15, Flint, I don't think... I think that puzzles you, in fact. I think you're like, why why would you need a key to get into Bronze Hammer? Like, it's a... Especially if you're a dwarf, maybe if you're a refugee, but even so, it's never been a city that's, you know, locked or whatever. But with a 29 Groth, you have known in the last couple of years, because of the Jotun Winter and the Frost Prince's growing presence in the Kravnox, Bronzehammer's been practically locked down. It reverted to a sort of isolationalist uh, stance, just due to national security. So the key is more of a metaphor of, you know, you pr- you bring this to the gate of Bronzehammer, it might get you in. You're opening a red tape door, an official business only door. Like imagine showing up to the White House and you have like the earpiece of somebody in the Secret Service and you're like, hey, <laughs> I have something I don't think to I'm tell supposed you to have guys. This. You're probably not going to see the president, but you're going to. Some, somebody's going somebody's to come out. You. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to disappear somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah, I think at that point, Flint just mentions, like, yeah, the message he left behind seemed to imply this is some kind of key to Bronze Hammer, but I don't, I can't make heads or tails of that. Uh, it seems, wait, how do, how do I know this? No, just my time in. Your time, um... I mean, this is over the course of the last few years, probably the last year mostly. Uh, and just like comings and goings, maybe even heard from Louis too. Okay, uh, Louis told me that uh, Bronzehammer's gotten pretty locked down recently. They're they were freaked out before the sky fucking exploded. Can only imagine now. So this is a key more in the metaphorical sense. You're saying? Well, I think it'll get us in the door one way or another. I mean, legionnaires are held in very high regard in mountain dwarf culture. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that showing up with the helmet of one of their own is going to go over well, but it will definitely get us inside somehow. And once in there, we've gained a lot of info. Maybe, maybe we can bargain for our lives. I'd really like to know what happened to this guy. But it's getting late. Maybe we should tuck in for the night. Oh, yeah. Been a little tired since I've been thinking. Twice today. I had two thoughts. (laughs) 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 Joe's me to the bone. 
um, yeah, Flint's just going to kind of make up his corner bedroll for the evening. and Yeah. Okay. Bo wants to clean up the the wound, the old wound. Of the goat? Yeah. Yeah, give me a medicine check to treat wounds. So now you are a expert in medicine? Uh, yes, I am. So you could either go for DC 15 or DC 20, I believe. Could yeah, I think that's it. Kiaren help Bo with her nature medicine? Sure, why don't you roll nature, see if you can give a... See if you can aid her. Um, I aid. 20, right, for that? Perfect. Uh, So 20? 20, yes. So you get a plus one from the aid. The DC, you can set it to either 15 or 20. I'll do 20. 20, okay. I I get out my salves and give them to you. You get a plus one from Kiaren's help. Okay, I got 25. Okay, excellent. So that is going to be uh, 2d8 plus 10. It's probably this goat's entire health pool. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So, 24. Okay. You, yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple things you learn from this experience. Number one, you lay on some salve, you bandage it up, clean it up, flush it out with water, and the first thing you realize is this goat is completely adapted to things like this. It's it's a, And you see scars as you're working on this goat. This is a battle-hardened creature. The mount of a bronze legionnaire is... Their bond is clearly treasured from what you've seen so far. But also, this is a, a war mount, and this goat doesn't give you any resistance or anything as you're applying this medicine. It even offers the leg... And as, at, at a certain point as you're applying these things, it the goat starts just licking you on the head in, in a way of <laughs> gratitude and thanks with its long, bluish tongue just on... <laughs> so, to clarify, too, because in my I head... Real was... quick, I kind of like uh, the image of Bo with just a giant cow lick, too. Yeah. <laughs> a, a goat lick. Yeah. Goat lick. Yeah. Um, but to clarify, too, because in my... The visual in my head is like a cute little farm goat, but this is more of like a stout. This is like a steed, goat. yeah, yeah. In okay, fact, cool. like right on. any of you except Groth could, in theory, ride the goat. I would love to ride this goat. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, we have a you know pretty sturdy pack animal now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm probably a bit to too heavy. To or... <laughs> I mean, she's, in, in she was carrying mainly mainly because full heavy. plate dwarf. Oh, okay, he was full plate yeah. too. Yeah, as like mainly because my armor I think would be too heavy, but that's true. This you is just tough. have to get naked Broomhill every time a you ride lady. the dwarf. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> um, cool. Once all the business is out of the way, then Bo will go in for some pets. <laughs> Relax the goat. Keeps looking. You just... Same. It's a way I also like to think. Kiaren also wants pets. <laughs> I mean, at this point, this goat is friendly to all of you. It's You yeah. gave it a warm place. You're treating its wounds. You're feeding it. It feels super comfortable. So, yeah, anybody can pet the goat as you like. No, I think Kiara would like the pets from Bo. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I missed something. She just kind of butts the goat's head out of the way with her oh, head. Okay. <laughs> goat, the goat like, and hey. Kiaran are like pushing foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think I speak for all of us when we're all we're all Brunhilda simps now. So if anything happens to Brunhilda, we are fucking rioting. Yeah, I would fly out to Washington and kill Tanner with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly hams. back to Brambleton and just murder another uh, Hellrider. Well, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> do you think Groth, do you think Groth could construct some goat armor at some point? Yeah, I know that'd be Groth so sick. Some, <laughs> yeah. It'll be two dollars on your mom's credit card though for the goat armor DLC. <laughs> Purely cosmetic, of course. Right, yeah. It doesn't actually function as anything. Funny thing, but to cut out, but uh, I picked up RimWorld again a couple weeks ago, and just today I was looking at a mod that allows you to make, like, armor and prosthetics and shit for your animals (laughs) (laughs) when they get their limbs chopped off. It's been just today, so I... You're like, it's so relevant. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. I think eventually... uh, Karen will fall asleep near the goat for warmth too. Well, and really quick, Tanner, what of the rice and the beans that we have located? I say uh, rice and grain. Grain, whatever. Um, we eat that. I mean, the rice is probably your most alluring thing here. Um, it's a sort of small, like five-gallon drum of it. The grain you could take it with, um, at least to feed Brumhilda. Yeah, but you probably have to do a, a good amount of stuff. But with rice, as long as you have hot water, you could potentially, you know, boil it and cook some up. I'll take okay. it all. Can that feed us for the night? I'm just looking at our ration stock right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, we'll say it's. Well, we probably would want to eat the frozen meat first, right? Because that could go bad. Yeah, we can have some. Goat you could leave the frozen meat outside; rice. it'll stay frozen. Oh, okay. Put it right next. Yeah, to I, th- I think Roth would kind of automatically be. Well. Like, th- that being said, it is open to predators too, so keep that. That's in mind. true too. Let's bury it. So better say, to like, eat maybe the hanging person. it out of a second-story window or something like that. Like sure. Groth would, Groth would we could probably also just fairly bears. innately have an idea of how to preserve food kind of safely up in the Gravnox. Yeah, sure. We could also <laughs> Can eat I gentle repose it. So you horrible. The bears between all this food that we have discovered today. Should we just put a number on how many rations that is? <laughs> yes, but real quick, give me a survival check for the goat. Goat. Oh carcass. God, it's dead. Just Who's for storing that? it, uh, it's Groth. Okay. I'll give you a plus oh, me. two bonus. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. You're good. I was when you said that, I was like, I was thinking, oh yeah, I should offer to make a roll anyways, even though I just said innate, like, as if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. How could you? How dare you try to game the game? Uh, 21. <laughs> 21? Okay. Interesting. It's edging me, bro. Ugh. <laughs> the goat? <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Excellent. <laughs> the goat meat, not the goat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will say go ahead and add a solid 10 more rations. And then nope. we'll okay. we'll consider the grain feeding the goat for probably this the rest of this for at least the next couple of days. Is that ten minus five for tonight? Correct. Okay. Uh, do we? How much is the rice? That is the rice. 
Oh, okay. So the goat is not something we've dropped Yeah, don't yet. don't worry about the goat. You got some grain. If it comes up where I'm like, the goat's running out of food, that will oh, tackle I meant that. the dead goat. The frozen but, goat. Yeah. Oh, the dead gro- goat. Well, I guess dead we're going to eat that all in one go because it's frozen. I mean, we could potentially take it. It's going to be frozen the whole time we're moving, but... Yeah, I feel I, like we're getting really hung up on this frozen goat. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would say this goat is... No, no, I'm not. That's fine. This goat is definitely smaller than Brumhilda. It's not like a large mounted goat. It was, you know, native to the region, so it probably will feed you all for one night whenever you decide Sweet. to eat it. Okay. Okay. Well, should we eat that now instead of the rice? Yes. Yeah. So we have 10 rations. 25, yeah. We have a total of 25 okay. rations now. Okay, excellent. As we're petting the goat, we're eating the goat. I mean, she's a war animal. She understands sacrifices that need to be made. Also, this is a pathetic little farm goat, and she's a sturdy uh, warrior princess. It deserves to die. <laughs> weak. All right. Um, In fact, I yeah. killed it. You guys eat a nice flank of goat and go to sleep for the evening. Uh, goat to sleep. Have a watch. <laughs> I'll take first We all watch. wake up alive. Take first watch. Who's taking second watch? I think we need four watches. You I'll take both? a third. Yeah. Third. Okay. Second. Who's taking fourth? Flint will take fourth. Yeah, okay. Start Every- the rest. Everybody, give me perception checks. Except for me, or including me. Are you not taking a watch, sir? You said four watches. Yeah. So no. So you don't have to take the gotcha. net off. Twenty-five. Twenty-three. Twenty-seven. Twenty-five. Twenty-six. 27. Wow. Okay, that's nice. That's tight, his grouping. Like a tight group, yeah. Group, good, yeah. Good, good yeah. <laughs> the rest of the evening goes by without events. And you wake up refreshed and ready. Um, We're all no. fucking sharp after seeing this legionnaire like running for his life for days on end. I'm just like, oh shit, I better keep my eyes really open on watch tonight. Right. I'm not taking my usual nap all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I think once everybody's kind of rousing and, you know, stirring awake and stuff, uh, I think Flint will say, uh, why don't we all, once you've had some breakfast or whatever, uh, meet me up at the top floor. We'll kind of maybe make a plan for our next step. Groth can't get up there. Groth just he can, stick his he head through his, the... He can poke <laughs> his head up through the, <laughs> just the head in the, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to draw that so bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Um... We, I do spend some time, Karen spent some time in the morning just kind of looking over this new giant axe that we got from the storm oh, giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after like spending some time with it, you guys kind of see it shift between like a few different weapon forms before she puts it on her back. Cool. Nice. Nice. How does this shift work? Is it like an immediate? It's a one action thing. Once I spend my daily preparations with it to give it that property. Right. But like flavor wise, is it like blink or is it like mis- it coalesces? Or oh, like- okay. I thought you were saying how much time. Um, give me some I think flavor. I think that it's kind of like... Um, yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yogurt is one flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Yogurt. <laughs> I'm just trying to trying to think of how Emmons thing would look. Uh it's almost like a red mist that it like surrounds it before it comes back into a different form, I think. Cool. That's cool. I like that. Okay. What are you guys doing? Is everybody kind of coming upstairs? Octavia, is something on fire right now? 
It's just our computer. It's fine. <laughs> we just have to record fast before it we lose her. It's it's fine. Nothing. We're good. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. Just a small house fire. I'm doing on the desk. <laughs> I'm uh, communing with the gods so I don't get shitty rolls. <laughs> burning some sage. <laughs> All right, yeah, pay me are a we all, yeah, are we all congregating upstairs? Uh, if you requested our presence there, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everybody upstairs and then Groth's poking his head up through the <laughs> trap door so he can listen. Do you have to stand on your tippy-toes for it? No, that was going to say the ceiling is a little too high, so um, and Groth will have to have his fingers over the ledges and just is holding himself up and <laughs> oh, like God, a semi-pull-up. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's crazy. He rips down the entire floor and we all fall 50 feet. <laughs> Can you talk a little faster? This is really hard to maintain. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Flint's like leaning over the rail and then off in the distance, uh, you guys can see the camp, you know, that we were surveying before. And, uh, okay, so you Flint's, describe it. <laughs> it's a, I'll, I'll draw you a picture. Um, so, and then, yeah, he just says, uh, after a moment. So, I think after the events of last night in the camp, with Groth's new interesting power of, you know, clairvoyance or whatever. Oh, I've had that for a while. I just forget about it. <laughs> um, we can pretty much confirm that Frost Knuckles down there somewhere. And as much as I'd like to get my hands on him, the pragmatic side of me says that all we really need to do is maybe get into his quarters and see if he has any correspondence on where to find Davy, because ultimately Davy is our goal if we want to find Shadow. So, I've been thinking it over, and what I think our best shot is, we wait until evening, till most of the patrol is back in camp, and they gather right down there. Sort of a makeshift pub or a tavern, if you will. And what I'm thinking... Once they all get in there and start getting good and drunk, maybe we spike their ale supply with a little something to help them keep getting a little bit more intoxicated. Keep them distracted. And one of us can sneak into... One of us can maybe sneak into the longhouse. Try and see what we can see in Frost Knuckles' private chambers. What do you think? Uh, I'm not much one for... Uh stealth, so I think that would be a mission you would not want me a part of. So I'm with you on... Ideas. Oh. Yeah. No, go ahead, Ayla. I'm with you on that one. Definitely not a stealthy person. It's pretty easy to rile these guys up. Maybe you know, good distraction is always in order. Star wants to make sure everyone knows like what we saw the other day, I'm not sure if we really went over it, but um, let me look really quick. Uh, awesome, it's not in here. Anyways, when we went to go check out everything, I believe we saw like a large number of doors, like at least, I think you said a couple of hundred. If we get caught up and we mess up somewhere, this is not something we'll likely survive. Maybe. I mean, I want to have faith in us, but there's a lot of orcs and giants out there. I think that was the mix that we saw. 
Well, this could be very bad. If there's as many as you say there are, Star, would you be searching every tent, every cabin, every... How do you know which one it would be his? It'll most likely be the biggest one. And uh, is there anything down there that kind of looks like a longhouse or something like that? Like a bigger building that the, you know, de facto leader of these orcs would be staying in? I think that's something you will, would have to do a little more recon to. Because you really okay. only got the uh, southern gate and a peek over it. But I do know a few episodes ago you guys were inquiring about a natural incline that was to the right of the camp. Potentially going up there could give you an overwatch view of it. Right. If we play our cards right, maybe we don't need to go into the camp at all. If we can get him to leave with a minimal escort... We could get him alone, put the squeeze on him. Uh, uh, Star will jump in and say, um, it looked like there was a, not exactly a consistent, um, uh, what it was called, when they come and do a loop and patrol? check everything. Yeah. It wasn't exactly a consistent patrol, but about every 30-ish minutes, give or take, they were... They were pretty relaxed. It didn't seem like they worried too much about anything. There wasn't a lot of people guarding the entrances. It did seem like they, quite a few of the orcs did just tend to stay in the big, um, ah, fuck, what is that? I can't think of any words right now. Um, where they all congregate and probably sleep and eat. The mess hall, like I guess. Barracks. Like a mess hall. Mess hall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They all stay in the mess hall for the most part, but... Every now and then there were a few that would come around. It did seem like somebody tried to infiltrate. That's how we got a quick peek in before we had to leave. Uh, they also had a handful of dire wolves wandering around. Just so we all have the information. Also, um, from what I saw when I felt up that tent, that helmet... <laughs> 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 Frostnuckle does have a particular interest in this this legionnaire we're following. So if we need bait to get him out of the camp, we do have two pieces of equipment that if somebody sees him, he may come running. Flint gets a smile on his face and just says, uh, he looked to be about my height and your little vision. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he looked just like you, buddy. Black hair, top knot, and everything. <laughs> we uh, might also okay. consider that while he hunted this dwarf, you make it sound like these dwarves are formidable. He may still be alive and have some information on this orc as well. I think you could pass us in Flint, from what I saw. At least from a distance. We don't need to go marching up to the front gate either. That's probably something we want to avoid. But yeah, if we could maybe just have him have this dwarf of ours be seen in the area, it could be enough to draw him out. And then maybe we can also hunt around, try to find some more leads, pick up his trail, see where, see where he actually went. I may be wrong here, but... The vision you described seemed more like the dwarf may have been trapped already, and may have been taken to the camp. I'm not sure why he would leave his beloved goat 
and not come back for her. Last I saw, he was running. And we did see the the trail where he ran down with the wolf potentially following and coming back. Could be because they killed him. It could be because they captured him. It could be they didn't find him. Flint kind of leans back over the rail too, looking over the camp again and just says, well, we do have the advantage. It doesn't look like Frost Knuckles going anywhere anytime soon. Maybe going after this Legionnaire is our best lead for the moment. It's at least the most pressing one in terms of time. And if we get a chance to grab a patrol while they're out, maybe you should be wearing the helm. So they think it's the dwarf if they see us. Or at least a dwarf. I don't know if he's interested in all Legionnaires or just this one, but... I imagine if he... Even if he didn't think that I was the same dwarf, a second legionnaire is definitely down to, or bound to arouse some suspicion. Particularly poking around his home camp. He's not gonna like that. I want to get into that camp, and I want to, I want to get some answers, uh, Frost Knuckle. But I do think our, I do think the most pertinent lead right now is maybe we should go try and find that legion, try and find that legionnaire. Maybe we can pick up his trail from the camp. Aye. Maybe our any kind of motions back down towards Brunhilde too. So maybe our friend too can help us. I don't know. The bond between a mount and their legionnaire is pretty strong. Absolutely. I will try and ask, but the last thing she told me was that she didn't know where he was. So, uh, in in your visions, were did she have the wound in both of them or neither? Shit. I guess she didn't get it until the end of the first vision that you saw, but if it's something that she didn't get until like it wasn't on her, then we know that it was before the camp. You know what I'm saying? He could not see her in the second vision, only hear uh, her okay. from she. the first floor, unfortunately. But also, she hasn't seen him since she ran, you said, when you were talking to her, so that would be before then. Yeah. That's a good point. Yes. I mean, I don't know how many more tracks there are to find, and if she hasn't seen him in a week, I'm sure she tried her hardest to find him, especially when she was alone. We have yet to follow the tracks. They went down that path. Well, and one thing I will say, just to put it in your brains, a week in the mountains is a very long time. You guys have been in the mountains for three days. Four days, I think. Just keep that in mind. Whatever you want to derive out of it. I guess if you're saying that, as far as our best guess, is that either he's dead, gone, or captured, like he wouldn't just be out there still. He, He potentially could, but after a week, you know, you might spend days on the trail if he's out there. Which, if that's your prerogative, totally. But one thing I will also say is Star makes a very good point of this bond between the mount and the rider was so powerful on top of this magical helm as well, though granted he left that for somebody to find. He, it would, and and just being in a mountain alone, having a creature that can carry things or you is a huge boon. 
So he likely would have made a strong effort to come back to this creature. I say we head to the camp, the orc camp, and see what we can get from there. Maybe we find our buddy at the same time. It could, it seems likely if, as you said, Star, that he probably would have come back, that maybe he was captured. Maybe he was tied to the back of that wolf that left. Potentially, maybe we could watch for one of these scouting parties you saw and take him without the rest of the camp knowing. I feel like we've done the recon that we can. I think it's probably time to get some answers. Because I do agree with you, Flint. We need to find that legionnaire. And I think think these may be one and the same this time. Yeah, Flint gets another toothy grin and says, well... We bagging us some orcs? Looks around at you guys. We'll be hiding nearby. You give me a signal, I'll fucking be there. Karen will pick the helm up off the table and kind of throw it at Flint and be like, at your command, Legionnaire. <laughs> Flint smiles and says, uh, this brings me back to my bent. This, this, it brings me back to earlier days. This will <laughs> be fun pops the helmet over his head. It's stuck. Ah, uh, there's a man. <laughs> it's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the pain! Never take it off. It burns Bur- to his head. It burns head. itself so, yeah. <laughs> Probably not put on masks you find in the mountains. <laughs> it, like, well, that, it's that fine. It has wounds like, on it everything. cold burns to you. Mm. Like, right. Dry ice burn. Mm-hmm. And I think... Even though this episode's a little bit shorter, I think this is the perfect place to leave off. So we will pick this up next time on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. One thing I will say to you... Fashion po- Highwaymen Ambush. Yeah. That's actually exactly what I was going to talk about. One thing I would like you guys to figure out between episodes is bring come to the table with a plan. How do you want to capture an orc? Right. With a butterfly net. <laughs> big orc. <laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> no, not a yeah. match. It's so funny. Like, gotcha. It'd be an old fashioned, like, Scooby Doo trap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, okay, that reminds me of, like, a post I saw on Facebook, and it was, like, um, Spider Man, and he's like, wow, it's really weird that your rug looks like a giant piece of printer paper. And it's like me sneaking up with a giant cup. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, stop your recording. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The Reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. 
New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.